0: The saying goes, always have the right tool for the job. For the gardener, the choices are many. On this episode of Garden Time, we talk about essential garden tools, some of the coolest tools on the market, and what should the beginning gardener have in their shed. We get the dirt on great garden tools next. Garden Time is brought to you by Capital Subaru in Salem, Oregon.
1: Here at Capital Subaru, we are family. From you, our customers, our coworkers, and even our actual family members work here. This is my son, Casey. We're generations ahead of the competition, and we're always working to keep you and your family moving. We're here for you. We make it easy to join our capital Subaru family. All the support you need, from sales and financing, to service and parts. We'll be here for you for generations to come. And generations after that. I'm Blake. And I'm Casey. We make it easy to join our capital Subaru family, where it's your Your way way on on the the parkway.
0: Welcome to the Garden Time podcast. We're based in the Pacific Northwest of the United States in a Zone 8 region. This zone deals with plants that can survive in 10 degrees Fahrenheit or warmer. I'm producer Jeff Gustin with your hosts, Judy Alloruzzo and Ryan Seeley. Welcome to Garden Time. And today we're at Portland Nursery on Stark Street and we're talking about tools. Now spring is right around the corner and Jimmy here at Portland Nursery is a hard goods buyer. And so he brings in all these beautiful tools and he pulled out a bunch of them. We have so many, we're going to break it up into two parts. We're talking about small handled tools first and some of the smaller tools for your garden. We're going to talk about a lot of tools, but he's also going to point out some of the essentials that uh, the be- beginning gardener should have. So I'm going to step out and I'm going to let you guys go to town. Excellent. And um, when we, we'll take a break and then after that we will talk about long handled tools. So Sounds good. here we go.
2: You know this is really a fun one. I I love tools. I think all gardeners love to have gadgets and so you have such an array and you've picked out some of your favorites. So maybe we should start over here with some of the hand tools that are really for getting in the ground and getting things started. Sure.
3: So I think when you're getting into the ground trying to get the soil worked you really need a good quality tool. Um, A lot of tools are only forged part way into the handles but I've been carrying these new ones from Piganor um, out in like Oregon City, I think. Um, and they are forged all the way back in, hand forged, handmade here locally for a long time. Um, I doubt you'll ever break them. And if you do, I'd love to see how you <laughs> broke it because it's almost impossible. But with the saws we have, you really want a good quality tool. He used to be known as Red Pig Tools. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's rebranding as Piganor, still handmade. He's got a lot of couple people working under him now, um, but they're continuing to ramp up their production. And it's, by ramping up, he's not gonna be able to mass produce. So there are times right. you're gonna be out of these tools, but this is absolutely an essential tool that you, with our soils that we have here, you really need something that's gonna hold up to it. Right. Um, and when you say they're
2: forged all the way back, because mm-hmm. some of the ones that may be a little less expensive, you can actually break them or bend
3: them. Mm-hmm. Usually they're gonna break or bend right here where the connection is, because they they'll only go back maybe half an inch. Mm-hmm. And that's where, when you're digging, you're putting a lot of strain on the tool right right here. So what you wanna do when you're looking for a tool, look at where it's connected to the trowel itself, look where it's connected into the handle. And if those are really good quality right there, you've got a decent, and then feel the tool. If it doesn't feel good in your hand, you're probably not gonna use it very much. So make sure it feels good in your hand for all the work that you're gonna be doing. So So that steel's going all the way
4: through this handle, all the way down. All the way down,
3: almost to the hole. Yeah, exactly. Um, other things are, you know, you could do the old Japanese tools right here. That I think this is called a bachigata. Um, again, it's got good weighted head to it. So when you're swinging down into the soil, you're able to break up the clay even better. It's kind of like a little mini uh, pickaxe. Pickax, it looks like right? an axe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. But the blade is really sharp, so be very careful with your tools. Um, take care of your tools, clean them off so they don't rust over. But the weight on this one is going to help you break up a lot of hard soil. So if you're doing some row plantings, this is a great way to get in there. Um, it feels pretty good on the right. hands. So with like a pickaxe, you know, you're, a lot of times you're in pretty heavy, yeah. rocky it,
4: soils. Correct. But with this one, with a sharp edge, you would not want to be correct doing something like that.
3: Correct. Yeah. I mean, you, if you hit a few rocks, you're going to probably send off a spark. <laughs> but you know, you'll know when you hit the rock because yeah. it'll reverberate. Uh, but I think most of the soils is going to be fine for it. The nice thing about this over a bigger pickaxe, if you can't handle the weight of the tool, you're again, you're not right. likely to use it. Right. So. Now, what about you know
4: sometimes when we're like transplanting large shrubs or have big mm-hmm. roots and things like that, mm-hmm. is this a helpful tool for that with that sharp, sharp edge? This or would be is that? really
3: good. I still think you're probably going to need a longer handle tool. There's one if you want to grab it over there. There's that round handled one. Let's okay. go. Yes, this is one of my new favorites. So this is called a root slayer. It's got very common <laughs> <all of> name, <its laughs> like, okay, like, right? It, it is looks super I mean, Edges on both it sides is a it. root slayer. This is not going. This is made by. Um, this is made by Radius. Um, it will break through and cut through most things that are in the way. So if you're trying to, if you really have an area that's right. an area that's full of roots. This is the one you're going to want to use. Wow! Sounds wow. like a good thing to get
4: my sprinkler system. I, oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely! And I like the ergonomic handle on right here. So when you're looking at longer tools, I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but if it's got to be, it should have a nice, comfortable bend right here so you can get your foot on there without hurting yourself, and then feels really good on the arms. Mm-hmm. This kind of sh- you know spreads the weight around. So that's one of my other favorites. Um, my all-time favorite. You're going to ask any gardener. Right. Oh yeah, we garden. said that. In yeah. <laughs> Everybody needs the Hori Hori.
2: Yeah.
3: This is the tool of tools. It's got a million and one uses. I can't name them all. But <laughs> right. I know that with a serrated edge here, it's good for dividing perennials when you're digging them up in spring. Uh, the edge right here is good for cutting twine and rope. You're out there you're like trying to strap things right. down. Um, it feels really good. So again, you can get in there and you can break up your soil. Uh, my wife and I have had one at home for Probably twenty-five years. Wow. Um, it's fantastic. It's lasted us the whole time. It's just now starting to show somewhere, but I think we got another twenty-five years in it probably. Right?
2: And like so, you said, take care of it. It's that's take really care of what tool. you should do. You're making that investment. Yeah, so don't leave. It, yeah, it.
3: well that's the other part too. You are making a little bit of an investment, but you're making a lifetime investment. I mean, twenty-five years on one tool, that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, I tend to the older I get, I realize the importance of buying Better quality sure. because it helps you do the job better. Right. And we're out to garden better and have more fun doing it. And if you're constantly trying to go buy a new tool because it broke, you're wasting your time.
0: Yeah, so, I'm impressed yeah.
3: that you have 25 years.
0: I think I've lost three of those <laughs> in my yard to break a container. Well, maybe put, put a little
3: clappers on it so you can clap it <laughs> yeah. and find your hori hori knife. So but yeah, that they, kind of
4: brings up a good point, though. It's like of all of the different different tool choices that we're looking at as we go through these. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of kind of good, good, better, best range of of any of these tools.
3: Absolutely, and that's, there's nothing wrong with getting the good as opposed to the best. Right. Um, it all has to fit within your budget because we've all got budgets we got to work with. Right. So for instance, like with pruners, a really good pruner is the Corona pruner. Um, there's not much to go wrong on it. So your breakage is minimal. It's just a couple of pieces and a spring. So there's less working parts, less to break. Right. Um, and it's Corona, it's a good quality blade. If you lose the spring, then you're going to be searching for springs. You know, right. it's, it's, you can't replace, if you break the blade, You can't really replace the blade. So then your next step up is going to be what we like to call the Cadillac of pruners. It's the Felco pruner. Um, Every single part on these pruners are replaceable. The blade, the rivet, the nut, the the springs are easily readily readily available. Um, Again, we've had one at our house for probably 25, 30 years. Oh, yeah. Um, I think we've replaced the blade once. So, and that's it. I mean, we were talking
4: earlier, you can even replace the red handle. Oh, if you, yeah,
3: should you need to replace the red handle, you can replace so every single. So you're buying it once, and then it's just your lifetime. Right. That you're gonna be hanging yeah, on. I've yeah, I've had mine. Don't lose it. Yeah, don't lose it. I've had mine that. for over 25 years, and right, yeah. You know, and I've, if if you throw it in a leaf pile, right. I, you know, you can't replace <laughs> That's, that. Yeah. That's on you. Right. <laughs> you know, to
2: that, to that idea, though, before I get rid of my yard debris, I make sure all my expensive tools are in the bucket.
3: Do a little because, sifting. Make sure exactly. Oh yeah, 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 you
2: put it in your compost, or if you put it in your city compost, it's oh, gone. Right. It's
0: gone. Exactly. I'm impressed, you guys, because Belco has so many different styles. You have a display here. Where people can find out which fits their hands the best,
3: and that's an important part too. You want to be able to just because it feels right in my hand may not feel right in your hand. Right. And definitely. And so you may not want to use that one, but there's a there's like nine different styles that you can try out and find the one that fits your hand. They have them for small blades. There's rotating handles. There's left-handed and there's extra long handled. Right. So they got a really great array. And again, I, and all the buy I've been buying here for I've mean, here for thirty years. I think I've had like three of these returned in 30 years, right. wow. yeah. so they're just super amazing.
2: And really they make a wide range too because you have a couple saws, you have a lopper here, so really Felco has a wide range yeah. if you have all those kinds of activities in your yard.
3: The saws are amazing. I, we have a giant weeping cherry tree in our front yard. I think I cut through a branch about yay big in no time at all. So like
2: a six inch. Wow. And wow! It just it
3: would just cut through like butter. The so, folding one is really lovely. I love this one because a couple of reasons. A lot of folding saws, um, they, when you open them up, you're dealing with a wing nut, and then sometimes right. they loosen up while you're cutting. Well, this has.
2: Oh, it locks! Yeah. It locks right. into place. Right. So
3: there's it's not going to close on your fingers. Um, incredibly sharp push pull action, so it's cutting both directions, as with most of their right. their saws. Yeah, because because this
4: one is you know not folding
3: no but it hooks to your belt right nice. but it, but it comes in a
4: nice sheath and it, it has does a, and it sticks and in a sheath. belt loop on the on exactly
3: the so like when I'm climbing up in the trees to do the cutting it stays with me it's not falling right. out I like to
4: put those nice sharp things in my back
3: pocket. Then <laughs> right. I, then I find all sorts of holes in my Exactly. Game
2: <laughs> and then what are the lengths on those blades? Uh,
3: this is a six inch blade, and then this one, I believe, is a
2: 12 inch blade. Okay. And they so,
3: make one a little bit longer okay. as well.
0: Very nice.
3: So, yeah. Again, and again, replaceable blades, replaceable nuts, replaceable rivets, everything. So, right. Again, buying it once.
0: Jimmy, I got a question for you, real sure. quick, before we get too far ahead. Um, we were talking about. Pruners, and there are two types of pruners, and a lot of young gardeners or beginning gardeners get um, kind of confused bypass versus anvil. And what's the difference? I'll
3: even throw a third one in ratcheting. Oh,
0: okay.
2: oh yeah.
3: <laughs> so, bypass is literally the blade bypasses, so it's making a clean cut through. So as, if this is the branch, I'm not going to stick my finger there again, that was bad, <laughs> but as it, it's passing past the anvil and cutting clean through, so you're getting a nice clean cut. When you're dealing with uh, an anvil pruner, um, what's happening is that the blade is hitting the other hard part, so you're, not, you're, get, you're getting more of a crush. Um, good sometimes, I'm personally not a big fan of anvil pruners because I feel like the possibility of getting a, uh, a split in the cut Which can invite infection, infestation down the road is greater. So I'm not a big fan of that. The third one is ratcheting. So you got these really Herkinly branches here. The ratcheting one, every time you squeeze, it's going to get closer and closer and closer and make a clean cut. Um, I still think if you're getting to a big branch like that, you really want to go with the saw. Yeah, that's a better idea. Healthy pruning is really super important. important. Mm -hmm. If you break or there's a burr or there's a split, you're just inviting problems down the road. It's like you're saying, it's having the right tool for the right job, right? You're not
4: trying to over cut something that maybe wasn't designed. Exactly.
3: So right. don't be cutting a one-inch branch with a hand pruner, use a saw. Right. Even if the pruner says, I can do it, yeah, use a saw. You'll get a better result. Right. Right. You know, so
4: yeah. then you, then you get of. into, you know, <laughs> no, so you, then then you get your, your hand- held, mm-hmm? you know, the same with your either bypass or sure. a, anvil cut but you get in the same as into like a lopper. So
3: the loppers, I mean I have a Falco lopper at home and nice. it's just been one of those amazing, I should work for Falco maybe, I don't know, I have all <laughs> these Falco tools but I buy them once and right. here right. it is 25 years later and the same tool we're still using and it's beautiful cuts, clean, healthy for the trees, um, lightweight, right? not terribly heavy,
2: And a lopper is really, you're just getting the extension of the handles. It's the same cutting kind of blade, but but you're getting it for leverage. Which, you know, sometimes, like you said, you really have to wail on something And the reach, too. So if you've got a branch that's up Mm -hmm. there and
3: you don't want to be on a ladder, it gives you a little extra reach. Right. So, and loppers come in many different shapes and sizes. I would watch out for too many bells and whistles on them. Mm -hmm. Too many bells and whistles can break. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because
4: you'll see some sometimes with like telescoping handles Mm -hmm.
3: I'm nice, a little like that. I'm a little leery on some of the telescoping ones because again, that's where the break can happen. So right. if you're out there and you got it telescoped and you're lopping and it snaps where the telescoping is, well, yeah, make sure it's a good quality brand. Right, 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 so.
4: Okay, right. you know, so we've kind of talked about, you know, some of the you know, the hand tool stuff, mm-hmm. we've talked mm-hmm. about cutting tools, but you know, there's also a whole
3: line of, of watering tools. Yes, there is. <laughs> Watering's really important and easily overlooked and I think having a good, watering wand watering tool is worth its weight as well so right.
2: well these are amazing these little kind of nozzles that you hook up to your hoses and dram i think is really the premier that you see so many places and really it's quality again we keep on telling talking no, about but that
3: it is quality again you're going to pay a little bit more but it's i've had one again i most the most of the stuff i have here i have at home i right. like to mm-hmm. if i buy, if i think we're going to sell it here it's something i would want to use myself ideally. Right. So I bought a lot of these drum ones at home and I've I dropped one off the roof oh. and it still works fine. <laughs> I dropped it off of a ladder. It still works right. fine. It's dinged up. Um, but it works fine and with DRAM you got six different colors so it's hard yeah. to use <laughs> yeah, right. your DRAM watering wand when yeah. it's bright red or bright orange, you know, or purple. It's easy to spot. Yeah. Right. And so.
2: what's good about there, they have the dial for the different kind of sprays. So if you have containers or you have to shoot it another 15 feet away, exactly. you can really kind of dial it down so the water is getting to that plant and you're not wasting your water.
3: Exactly. Right. And they do have a new model out that's got a thumb valve right here. So instead of squeezing, if your hands are getting tired, arthritis is setting in, all face that as we get older, they got a thumb valve, nice. and so it's a lot easier on the hands.
2: Right. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, what else do you have there? Looks like um, maybe actually, um, yeah, here is
3: the thumb valve I was talking oh, about. There so, you go. again, on off, and it's just you can then you can just stand there and hold it and do your watering. Um, again, you have the option of like multiple different heads here. With um, this one, and, it's and just, the length of the wand, and the length of the wand is really, mm-hmm. and they're super. I mean, feel how lightweight. Right. That is
2: nice because usually here I'm doing my baskets, right? And you just don't want it to go down your arm, so.
3: right. And we use these here for our own watering mm-hmm. on the premises as well. So they're again, nice. it's a quality right. enough tool where mm-hmm. people who are working out here watering plants twenty four seven, like painting the, the the bridges, you know, right? They use these.
2: Well, you know, our producers have gone to the factory at DRAM, and so they have their, you know, quality control, and they have this machine that drags the hoses or drags these tools, and that's just to kind of see how it wears. Because, you know, we put them through hell in our own place. absolutely. So they do that at their factory just to make sure that they're just keeping up their quality. They
0: have one machine that slams the head against the floor (laughs) repeatedly because they know that's what homeowners do. (laughs) (laughs) But I also noticed, too, is that you have shutoff valves, and and using water wisely, we've talked about, for many, many years, and you have little shutoff valves on the ends of these, mm-hmm. which is a good addition because then you don't want to be dragging the hose dripping water all right. the way around your Right. It doesn't work to water the sidewalk. No, I no. And so <laughs> it, you you wait till you get to where you're at, and then you can water accordingly. Exactly. Um, there's one tool that I noticed uh, when you guys were talking that isn't on the bench, and that's the weeding tool. And a lot of people get these cultivators, three-time cultivators. Is that something that ah. people should have? Oh, there we go. There, there we go. go. Actually,
3: yeah. um, yes. And the reason being is sometimes you have already worked your soil pretty good, but you got lots of green matter debris, weed debris, then it's easier to just kind of rake it out of this way without leaving. You don't want to take the dirt with you. Right. So the goal is to take the debris with you, but leave the dirt behind, so- soil behind. You
4: know, you know, we kind of covered a lot of different hand tools. You know, there's, you know we haven't even gotten into all of the different trowels and the shapes and the sizes of right. the trowels oh. and the oh. the cultivators and the this and the pruning yeah, and this. So right, right. You know, if you're getting started out it can be kind of overwhelming as to what do I need to start with. You're so I don't have basic. to go buy forty different different sure. hand tools. So what, what would be a good
3: if you know, I were just starting, starting out in gardening or I had knew someone who was just starting out in gardening, I would recommend a really good trowel. 100 okay. percent on that. Okay. That, all right. Good trowel. You're gonna need that hori hori knife. Yeah, definitely. You yeah. have, have, really <laughs> have to have a hori hori knife. Um, you do need a really good pruner because you will come time for that. Okay. Um, I think it's a good idea to have some snips.
1: Oh, we forgot um, about that. Yeah. Pruners yeah. don't
3: really work on soft green grasses and th- or things right. like that. They're going to bend. So you really want to have a really decent snip out there to help with that fine pruning. Uh, deadheading. When it right. comes time right. to deadhead your plants to kind of keep the blooms going. Um, it's really good to have one of these on hand, Perfect. Okay. so okay. I like that. And then a saw a of saw. types. Okay. Okay. I think loppers can come down the road okay. once your garden gets growing and you're like, oh, now I've got some fruit trees and I need to do this. Right. I think a lopper is good to introduce at that point, but I think this is the your essential. You could, you could
4: cover it with your, with your hand, you could. hand tool and the hand saw to get the larger, so,
0: yeah, larger absolutely. Sound, so.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then uh, be-
0: a watering tool, you know,
4: because we oh, oh, sure. were yes.
3: talking about.
0: And then a really good watering tool. Um, watering tool and a good choice of a hose. Yeah. Um, and yes. it's once again, I mean, how many people you get a cheap hose and then all of a sudden it's like leaking all over the place? So,
3: so there's a good company called Water Right. They're manufactured mm. in McMinnville. Uh, it's lead free, high end, high quality hose, does not kink. Uh, they come nice. in fashionable colors, even, <laughs> but they will last you I've, a lifetime. Nice. And so right. I think, again, getting it, have the, There we go. There's, <laughs> there's the jewel with the, There we go. go. And it didn't break. <laughs> um, I've bought affordable hoses before, and they're kinking and falling apart, leaking at the ends. Um, get an extra pack of washers, hose uh, washers. Good idea. Little tiny things like that, because hose washers pop out, and it starts to leak. Even the Ugh, best hose will leak. annoying. Yeah. We're so just washer. have some hose washers, a couple of dollars. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. I like Put the water right box. quite a bit, so.
0: Excellent. So uh, we're going to take a break. We'll clean off the table and we'll get some of the longer handle tools and we'll talk about those and we'll be right back.
1: Here at Capital Subaru, we are a family from you, our customers, our coworkers, and even our actual family members work here. This is my son, Casey. We're generations ahead of the competition, and we're always working to keep you and your family moving. We're here for you. We make it easy to join our capital Subaru family. All the support you need, from sales and financing to service and parts. We'll be here for you for generations to come. And generations after that. I'm Blake. And I'm Casey. We make it easy to join our capital Subaru family, where it's your Your way way on the the parkway.
3: At Portland Nursery, we believe that gardening is a creative endeavor that enriches our experience, enlivens the spaces around us, and provides a safe haven for the mind. Portland Nursery has everything you need to make your space feel unique, inviting, and exciting. From houseplants and hedges to trees, tools, veggies, and herbs, our selection is always growing and changing, just like you. Come visit us today at 50th and Stark, 90th and Division.
0: And welcome back to Garden Time. We are at Portland Nursery on Stark Street. Uh, They also have a store on Division. Um, Jimmy here is the hard goods buyer for both stores. So he brings in all these tools and we're talking tools today. Now, we just finished talking about some of the smaller tools, um, essential and otherwise for the gardener. Um, We're going to talk about long-handled tools and some other accessories that you might find a need for when you're out in the garden. And spring is right around the corner. And so before we get into this, We talked a little bit before about maintenance, um, because we talked about those small handle tools. So what are some good general tips for maintenance?
3: I think it's really important to keep your tools clean when you're done using them. Um, The dirt will cake up on them and can cause some problems. Wet handles left out in the rain can start to warp and kind of crack. Um, Keeping them oiled, a little three-in-one household oil. I just a couple of drops out on the blade before I'm done using it. Squeeze it back and forth a few times and then put it away keeps it nice and clean. Um, steel wool, just get some steel wool and just every now and then clean up the blades a little bit if they're getting a little bit rusty or the shovels or whatever. But you know, take care of your tools, they'll take care of you. Yeah,
0: yeah that's, that's why good. you have a Hori Hori for 25 years. <laughs> that's and, why. Felco's. Ex- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, take and care that's of the them. key is I think, you know, you're spending this money on a quality tool. Correct. You yeah. want to take care of it. Correct. So it's going to work for you year after year after absolutely. year. And so um, let's, I'm going to step back and Great. you guys can go to town here on the long handle tools. All right.
2: Well, look at what you have there. Um, I think we'll start over by there. And okay. I see that um, there's different kind of heads. They're all kind of like hoes or cultivators, but right. there's different kind of a tool head.
3: So really the differences are going to be if the soil has been worked already, then getting yourself you know, a nice square headed hoe like this is going to be helping you kind of cultivate that row a little bit further. It's so like the last thing you do before you do your veggie plantings, your seeding, whatever, if the soil has been worked. This is not really a good tool for breaking up the hard soil. You want to make sure you've already taken care of that. So, and if you, the soil is not yet worked, you need a good tool to kind of get that soil loosened up. This one is, it looks deadly. Oh yeah. But it also has a <laughs> that's very nice it. sound yeah. to it. So that's kind of soft there. It is one of those extendable handle ones, but it's made by Yard Butler, so it's not going to hurt on, it's not going to break on you at all. The extendable handle, we're going to talk a little bit about keeping your back posture good because you don't want to be hurting yourself while you're out in the garden, that's no good. But this one here with these rolling blades is good for breaking up the hard soil. The nice thing on this one too is you have the option of removing one of the tines like in the middle and then you can work around your plantings. You could have just the middle one in and get into the little nooks and crannies and kind of work that soil up. The blades turning around really cultivate the soil for you. So it's kind of like, it's like having a cultivator in your hands. Yeah, especially yeah. if you're a you know, your vegetable garden where you want to straddle that row and mm-hmm. get real close. Exactly. It, yeah. Every square inch is important. So, right. yeah. So, I do like this one. And again, you can change the height based on what's comfortable for you to work with because it's really important to take care of your back in the process. Right. Oh,
2: definitely. Right. So. And what other things you have over there?
3: So, another thing I really mm-hmm. enjoy is these two-hand, uh, dual-purpose ones. So, right here you've got this, they call it a stirrup hoe. Um, Sometimes they're called scuffle hoes, they go by various names, sometimes they wiggle a little bit. They're really good for weeding when you're trying to deal with an area, you're just basically doing a draw action. Again, I probably shouldn't be standing up up properly like this. So it is really good for making that up. And then the claw is good for cultivating and pulling out chunks here and there. So and again, this one is forged all the way down into the handle, it's not going to break on you. So again, it's going to last you for a while. And then you have same kind of concept, but this is, kind of goes to the old, uh, remember the old wing weeders? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. um, this is the same kind of concept as that, where again, you can do your weeding along in here. And it's really good for breaking up a little bit of soil. Not good for digging deep, but you're just dealing with surface work at this point.
2: Right. You can still make a little trough or something, just you turn totally it on its side, because it. it's a little narrower you than could a regular totally hoe. You
3: could bring it on its side, and we work in that way as well, too. So. Now you talked just a little bit. You know, you had caught yourself as you're bending over, pulling
4: it. So, what is you know, as we're looking at you know lengths of handles and different types of handles, and posture, how should we be standing when we're so? I mean, when we're using long handled
3: tools, you want to avoid hunching over for too long. The older we're getting, the more our backs are hurting. Even you know, the younger we're getting, sometimes (laughs) our backs are hurting too. So, you want to really avoid being hunched over too much. Um, it's going to cause you pain down the road. So I would, I feel like you want to be standing a little bit more as upright as you can. Right. Um, you'll be able to work harder and longer in the garden without being hurt. Yeah. So. We, we've talked
4: in the past or done, mm-hmm. done segments before about having more of like holding a tool like you're sweeping. That's that, a good. That kind of that's a good versus, posture to have as well the, too. this squatted over. Right. Exactly. Pull There's a whole that thing that they teach
3: us about red zone, green zone, in in workplaces. Um, red zone is anytime you're extended out. Green zone is you're a little more comfortable. You're standing up like you're sweeping, so it puts a lot less pressure on your body. So. And
2: I've read, too, that you should alter your position. So change your tools, like do mm. a different kind of project yeah. and like every 20 minutes so that yeah. you're not using those same muscles all the time. Ex- exactly.
3: Exactly. Sometimes right. even just changing how you're standing
2: right.
3: or standing right. this way right. will be enough well, to kind of... Sometimes if I'm out like thatching my yard
4: or something, I'll switch and you go to the other hand yes. and try to use the other side. Yeah. Right. It doesn't take a lot of skill. I don't need to be ambidextrous right. doing that. No, but, exactly. But it's something you know something just changing that position that yeah. I'm not yeah. using at all on yeah.
3: one side. Exactly. And then talking about just protecting your body and and proper posture, also taking care of your hands and your knees in the Mm -hmm. process. Um, A good pair of gloves can go a long ways. Um, I really kind of like these ones here because they fit. For me, a glove has to fit your hand just right. I'm not a big fan of a lot of extra space because it's hard. I like to be able to be tactile with my gardening. So getting a decent pair of nitrile gloves, um, it'll protect your hands from most abrasions. The backs are breathable, so your hands aren't sweating much either. Um, or in the case of like Garden Like a Girl makes these wonderful, wonderful gloves that are really extra stitching, form-fitted. Um, they got like four different sizes. I I don't think you're going to tear these at all. I mean, the extra stitching across the fingertip goes across the fingertip mm-hmm. so there's no right. seam on your fingertip. It's little details like that that make a difference. Yeah. So I think it's important to, take, to care for your hands. Um, wearing long sleeves if you're out in the garden is a really important thing. Or getting longer cuffed. Uh, gloves is really important to kind of protect your arms. But I think sleeves are important. Sunshine. We should be wearing hats. Sure, sunscreen. Drinking our water. Um, as far as knees go, um, I have two of these at home.
2: <laughs>
3: um, it's a nice, cushy knee pad. I, put them, I leave them in various places in the yard, and I'm always using it. Because when you're getting down there, knees hurt. And mm-hmm. it's not so much getting down, it's getting back up. That can be the hard part. So, taking care of your knees while you're down on the ground is really important. Definitely. So. You know, I'm
4: back. You know, coming back to the glove thing. I at home, I find myself multiple different mm-hmm. pairs of gloves yeah. and different different types. Where mm-hmm. I'll use the nitriles, you know, because they're a little sure. lighter, have a little bit more dexterity to it for you know lighter projects. But if I'm doing a lot of like digging and heavier mm-hmm. things, I find like a heavier work glove. As a little bit better protecting Good leather against gloves, gloves. Yeah. Good blisters, yeah. or you get into like the garden yeah. like a girl. That you know, if you're doing your roses and you don't right. want to get the puncture, having a, a glove like that. So, yeah. It's, yeah. You know, I can't have too many gloves. No, <laughs> you know, I tend to wear out some quicker than and others. You will I, wear them out, I do, yeah. depending on what Absolutely,
3: I'm doing. absolutely. I find that people, I like to see what people are using here who work in, in our potting up section, um, and they tend to use the nitros, but also the garden like a girl or the good, right. just a good right. hardcore glove. Yeah.
2: Well, just like there's different tools, there's different gloves. So it's really you're protecting and you're working smart. <clears throat> yeah. right.
0: What I would have really liked to see is two pairs or uh, an extra glove. So if you're right-handed, <laughs> you By go group? through the right-handed glove much faster. The left-handed, I feel bad throwing out a, a perfectly good glove, left-handed glove, because I think I'm of something. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So there's you an idea. one in the compost. There problem. you go. Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah. You need
2: a left-handed friend. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so go. we have some more tools on yeah. the table. So Let's we'll cultivators. Okay. Let's talk okay. shovels. Shovels. You know, shovels is kind of a big, big <laughs> range of. Again, if you're getting it. Yeah. Lots of shapes, lots of handle lengths. You know, right. where, where do you begin with when you look?
3: If you're getting songs? into that, my new gardener friend needs some essential tools. I think a shovel. Everybody should have a shovel.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Um,
3: what kind of shovel you should get really fits with what feels good in your hands. Um, I think most people can do fine with just a decent floral, whoops, they call it a floral shovel, meaning it has a smaller head. It's easier to dig up in smaller areas. You're not trying to move the earth. You're just trying to make a hole. And so but getting the proper handle length is really important. Um, You know, if I were shorter like this, I'd want a shorter handled one because I'm down here further. Um, A lot of these shovels here, they have a smaller, foot deck right here, you're not really doing a lot of the foot on there. You're kind of working the shovel and then prying back. Okay. Uh, getting a good handle that's riveted in and not just shoved in is important. Because that, again, this is where a lot of the problems are going to be in shovels. And then take a look at the back and see the fold in the metal. If it's nice and folded over like that, there's, it's extra strength. And then you can actually see the handle is here. So it's, it's going all the way up in there. So you're getting a lot of extra strength in there. So it should last you quite a while. Um, the other types of shovels, there's tons out there. There's square-headed ones, there's uh, skinny-spaded ones. I personally, there we go, I also like a really good round fat D-handle one with a really good foot deck right there. This is the one where you're going to, because it's a D-handle, you can get in there better ergonomically for your shoulders and your arms, and then a really good foot deck gives you a good push power. And that's gonna go, and again, the nice fold back in there, the handle goes all the way up into here, so it's gonna last you a long time. Because we
4: find ourselves or at least I do you know I do a lot of prying yeah. with, with a shovel if I'm trying to, you know, digging out like a, a rock or right. something or a stone. And so it's very important to be looking at, you know, how your handle's connected and how it's constructed. Absolutely you snap off a
3: And again, right tool, right job. If these are really big rocks, you should think about a pry bar to kind of loosen those right. rocks out of there. If you, you, you can ask too much of any tool. Mm-hmm. right? So I've had people bring back the most unbendable tool bent, <laughs> and they're like, well, well I was well. kind of prying up my sidewalk. I'm oh, like, yeah, Great. don't do that. There you go. Yeah. Sometimes so I, ask too much of my body when right. I do <laughs> stuff up, too. But, you know. <laughs> exactly. That's for sure. Um, I think rakes are really important to have as well. Uh, we got a couple yeah, of a good couple ones different. here. A couple different, a tiny one. I like the tiny ones because... Um, my yard, I have very little lawn and a lot more shrubbery and, and plantings in there. so with a smaller head, you're able to get into smaller spaces and get right. the debris out when you want to. Um, if you do have a larger area you're trying to clean up, then the, you know, obviously the bigger headed one is going to take care of the job quicker for you so you can get back inside sooner.
2: There right. you
3: go.
4: Yeah. It looks like more like a, like a larger leaf rake. Yes,ing me- metal tines that you might use in a flower bed or correct exactly know, trying to get more moss out of your
3: lawn right. yeah exactly
2: and then a fork maybe that is another big job kind of um, it is a big tool. job
3: and so um when you're prepping your raised beds for instance for this time of year or your regular veggie beds you want to first dig the you know dig the soil together whatever and then you want to start mixing it together and that's where the pitchforks are are pitchfork the forks are going to come in right. um, you can get in there and start kind of twisting and turning and you can work things around um, and get it really get it to really mix well for you because you want to be adding more compost and stuff. So yeah, I think it's so also good one. if you have
4: like a you know pile of debris or
3: anything you want to you want to like a pitchfork yeah. pick it up and exactly it into your yeah. exactly so and again taking care of like the quality of the, the D handle is really nice easy on the arms so yeah. yeah
2: excellent so you
3: you're holding up that
0: that fork it's a four time fork and you mentioned pitchfork which is a different type of fork um which is more on the farm side right there's that uh, one right back there yeah, about the
3: big there. leaf rake so that's yeah. going to be like that's going to be more for straw hay uh <gasps> leaves you want to like just toss over the, right. shell, over the fence right.
2: <laughs> maybe if you have you know the back 40.
3: right exactly. i don't know in the
2: city maybe we don't need that not one. that much anymore right <laughs>
3: right, right. anymore but
4: you know we talked, you know, on the hand tools kind of just some of the basics if you're mm-hmm. starting out mm-hmm. you know the same would apply to you know, your yeah. long-handled tools, what would be your you know say top top three tools that you need to have in your...
3: I think workout? a shovel is essential. Yeah. Absolutely. You, if you're going to be doing any plantings, you're going to be digging holes. Um, if you're doing any bigger plantings, I'll say, right. um, you're going to be digging some holes. So this is really important. Um, and I like the round-headed one with the point because it's easier to get into the ground. Right. Um, it's, we, you know, square-headed ones are great, but round is better. Um, I think some way to cultivate the soil. So it could be a fork like this, or it could be something as simple as this that helps kind of work that soil. Imagine you're being a farmer. Right, right. right. A little hand hand plow, if you want to say.
2: And that has the two different heads, so that's a good one too. And it does, so you got the
3: dual purpose of the weeding and the cultivating all in one. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think a rake for cleaning up. Definitely. That was really important. And, and then, my and knees, yeah, knee
2: pad, gloves, gloves,
3: but also a debris bin, a debris bag, yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, anything would work. Uh, an <laughs> right. old Tupperware tub would work. Right. Uh, garbage can lid. <laughs> <laughs> um, which load, is yeah, the five gallon right? plastic bucket. Five right, a plastic you know, bucket right. would be fine too. Right. But this one here is collapsible, so it stores away when mm-hmm. the season's done. Yeah. So you're not taking up a lot of space.
2: And some people mm-hmm. don't have it. They don't have a shed. They don't have a basement, right. and so they really need to look at what kind of space they have for their tools. So, Absolutely. this is a good, so
3: good space saver. Yeah.
2: And Ryan, you found that a sharpener. Oh, yeah, oh, a yeah. oh, yeah.
3: little, little sharpener. You so talked about yeah. some of the maintenance yeah. on it. Part, part, the, part of the maintenance of the tools, um, I think. If you can't find yourself a good tool sharpener, which there are plenty in town, I think you're mentioning farmer's markets a lot yeah, of times. Yeah, definitely, just look um, around. I've heard the Rose Society knows a few good uh, tool sharpeners, but get yourself a decent one on your own. And it just doesn't take a lot, just a few swipes. It's like your kitchen knife, mm-hmm. right. Just a few swipes here and there kind of keeps it good and maybe take it in once in a while to get it professionally done. But this is a really good maintenance tool, because yeah. right. a sharp tool works better. It does,
2: it makes your life so much easier. Oh, yeah. This is like I mean, in the kitchen. Exactly. In the kitchen,
3: when the dull knife, you yeah, cut through the tomato well. and it
4: just squirts everywhere. Right. Yeah. You pay, pay the money to have you know, let the tool do the work. So right, you might so as well, might as well. exactly
0: operating it. Yeah, at, at high
1: ends.
2: So. This has been amazing. I think it's so much fun. I think the geek in us is <laughs> I mean, right, kind right? of satisfied now. You <laughs> yeah. know, and,
0: and uh, there people can be overwhelmed. Oh yes, I mean, I mean because there are <laughs> right. so many tools out there, and each one has a specific purpose. Um, so I think what we recommend is that you can stop by your local independent garden center, or if Absolutely. you're in the Portland area, Absolutely. Portland Absolutely. Nursery on Stark or on their division store, um, not only will they show you a, assortment of tools, some that are very specific, but they also give you an idea about what might work for you in your garden. Um, anything else that you would like to share with the listeners?
3: I think listeners just having yours? fun gardening. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: The right tool is going to make the job easier. You're going to have more fun. It's all about growing stuff Yeah. and not sweating too much <laughs> the weather you can't help yeah. and drink your water right, and drink, right. Your water. drink your water <laughs> yeah jimmy thank you so much Thanks. it's been a pleasure having thank you on you. Uh, the Doing podcast it's been great. Thanks and so much. um
0: you know like i said go to gardentime.tv we'll have links to both portland nursery locations and you can come out and check out tools um, and we wish you all a great late winter and early spring <laughs> and happy gardening
1: Here at Capital Subaru, we are a family. From you, our customers, our coworkers, and even our actual family members work here. This is my son, Casey. We're generations ahead of the competition, and we're always working to keep you and your family moving. We're here for you. We make it easy to join our Capital Subaru family. All the support you need, from sales and financing to service and parts. We'll be here for you for generations to come. And generations after that. I'm Blake. And I'm Casey. We make it easy to join our Capital Subaru family, where it's Your way on the parkway.